Well, good morning and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. Today, I am really excited to have a, a new friend that I'm going to introduce to you. Uh, and I'm going to get to know her right along with you because, as I said, she's a new friend. And her name is Birgitta Keen. And she, she is somebody who has been on her spiritual journey for most of her life. And the purpose of Align with Lina is to bring to you ordinary people who, just like you, just like me, have undergone a spiritual awakening, and we're here to share the things that we learn along our journey to help give you ideas um, and just clues about what the spiritual journey is all about. We don't have all the answers, but we do have our experiences to share. So take what resonates and leave what doesn't. So, Brigitte, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm grateful. And I'm also excited to meet a new friend. Yes, <laughs> me too. Me that. too. I am grateful to our mutual friend, Chastity, for um, uh, connecting us. So, Chastity is just a, one of those people who loves to connect other people. And I've been blessed by several friendships because of her. So, Let's just start where I start with everybody and tell me, when did you begin to realize that there was more to life than what you thought was reality? Well, probably, I, I think, I mean, it started very, very early in my life. In fact, when I was a uh, little kid, I remember my mother told me about, uh, and, and she had a friend about a little uh girl that she had that that died and so mm -hmm. i just took it on to pray for her every night <laughs> without really realizing um what i was doing and then i was like i was very interested uh when i was a little bit older my teen years in spirituality and uh was uh, actually i grew up protestant uh, lutheran and had a really good connection with um with a pastor there and but i i i couldn't really understand what yeah i, I mean i admired people right? yeah. <laughs> because and and then, and then i just prayed you know oh if there's really god one day i want to see i want one day i want to experience that you know that you are real and <laughs> what I think what what always happened that my mind was just too critical <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me ask you this so this is you were a little girl and this was in Germany yes this was in Germany and you're having the, you're going to church so you're exposed and you're exposed to the Bible so when uh, actually no I I did not really go to church much oh, okay at all but okay. we we had in in a school we had religious education. Ah, okay. So and that, how did you learn about prayer then? Who who exposed you to the idea of prayer? Well, that that was in, in that class we could talk about everything. I okay. mean really, really everything. And I knew that prayer existed. I started also then going to church. Um but you know, my family, it was not something that 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 were interested in but I uh, had a friendship then with a local pastor and uh, I, I I just learned I, I just wanted I, I was a seeker 
by yeah. myself on, on, okay. on my own journey, really. Okay, so then it wasn't influenced by your parents. It sounds like they were not encouraging you to have to follow a certain uh, no, 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 absolutely not. So this and, was just your own, your own inner curiosity. Right. And, and then when I went through confirmation, and then I really started to think about, well, what am I promising here? You know, what am I uh, getting involved? And, and uh, still, again, I didn't really know the details <laughs> of it. <laughs> But I, I, I knew that I needed to search and, uh, you know, and, and slowly and slowly it became uh, apparent that this is, you know, that uh, God is in my life and uh, that amazing things are happening. And when I uh, started to look, what did I want to do in my life, with my life, then I thought, you know, if I do study like theology, Mm -hmm. That would, would be all-encompassing. Yeah. <laughs> so how, about how old were you then when you began to realize that God was in your life, that you had that certainty? Uh, I think it was uh, during, uh, for, for, uh, during a confirmation time. I was about 14. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then later on, I... Um, I was an exchange student in the United States oh. and uh, my host family, um, I was, I was really impressed that because they believed they belonged to a church and um, they did not believe that I could go there. They were very exclusive right? and, and my family, they changed, you know, they, they, they changed their church association and everything so that I could be going to church. With oh, them. Really? Okay. So, and uh, that, so, so their uh, religion that, how did that, what happened to you when you were, you already knew that God was real in your life. And now you have a family telling you that you couldn't go to the church with their God. What was going on in your mind when you were hearing this information? Well, I mean, I, I felt of course, really excluded. Um, and, and I was very happy. I mean, I did have a relationship with God. In fact, I was very, very grateful for uh, being able to have this opportunity, right? <laughs> uh, to, uh -huh. to, to, to be an exchange student. I, I saw that as, as, a, um, as a real uh, great opportunity. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and uh, whenever it was, I, I had lots of hot, hot days there because it's not so easy, right? Uh, and I, I just always uh, prayed and thank God and said, you know, I am really fortunate to be in this situation now rather than uh, being in a, you know, at my regular place, you yeah. know, where I am regularly. Oh. So then were you able to, you said that your family changed some of the things that they were doing for you to be able to go to church with a, yes, your Yes, they, they actually, they actually changed uh, for the time I was there. Well, and what did they change? Well, they were, they belong to a very conservative uh, Lutheran uh, denomination mm -hmm. and uh, they just stopped going. Okay. And uh, we we started going to another more more liberal 
a place that, that okay. would be inclusive. Okay. Uh, because, uh, you know, I, well, for me, of course, at that time, uh, communion was important. And um, at that other church, they would not, you know, I would not be eligible for communion. Okay. okay. So, so your parents changing where they went in Germany allowed you in the U.S. to be able to go to your host family's church. No, no, in, in the U.S. No, no, I was. Uh, so my family in Germany, they they didn't care but i had become an exchange student and that is such a great opportunity and yeah, my yeah. host family that's that's what their um you know what what their philosophy was in fact they are still kind of my family here uh -huh. okay <laughs> so, so, so we help stay me. collected but yeah. are they my host family they on their own accord changed a membership at, at at that time so that we could go to church together i see oh okay so your host family was accommodating you yes uh, so that you could go all right so how did that feel then to have them do that for you oh well it it, it felt amazing because um i mean i, I you know uh, i didn't i mean i i had never face this thing before that you know you're not welcome <laughs> you <can't go. laughs> and uh, that they changed something that was so important in their life just to accom accommodate me uh, that was just amazing and uh, then the other amazing thing that happened was that uh, my sister uh, she told me that she became a Christian while I was you know, while I was in the U.S. Ah. And uh, so when uh, I when came back to Germany, we started a like faith group and where we met every morning before we went to school. Uh, people would actually, you know, we were in a little village and we had to take the school early in the morning. And so we, we generally provided breakfast for people who wanted to come and we do, were doing some praying and, you know, getting involved in, a few <laughs> other things uh so but let me let me just mention something uh to kind of jump back to your host family in the u.s because i want to highlight something that i have come to realize through this spiritual journey is that the love of god is unconditional so here your host family unconditionally you know they place no conditions they said for us to be able to go to church together and take Birgitta, we we will change churches and how loving that was where the other church placed a condition and would not allow you to attend because of not meeting certain requirements. So that's a beautiful contrast between um, the unconditional love that accepts all beings and the conditions that are placed by some beings all in the name of god um, yeah yeah i i agree because i think you know people and and i, but I always tell people you know people are human and uh, so yes I, we we make mistakes and the church has certainly the church when if you can talk about that has made you know oh, uh, yes. it that's 
but it 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 really transcends mm -hmm. uh humanity because i think that you know god is and whenever we're talking about something you know god or spirit whatever when, when we're talking about something we are just uh seeing a limited amount of you know of who god is really and uh I have been a privilege to go all over the world um, and 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 uh, work, working with uh, different um, you know uh, denominations or actually uh, yeah different different cultures with um, you know Hindus and Muslims and mm. and and I think it's it's always the same other religions uh, I mean there is a God and God is so much bigger than anything we you know so i said well we are limiting whenever we talk about god or the spirit we, we are limiting it because yes. god is so infinite so <laughs> i love i love what you just said you know god is so infinite and our minds are filled with definitions about god that define god and when we define god we can find god to a very limited perspective. And this, this, for me, this journey has been, as much as it has been about getting to know who I really am, it really has been getting to know, you know, what God is, who God is, right. and cultivate a relationship with God, this presence, it doesn't matter what we call it, it's, it's basically told me um, that it's, it, it doesn't matter what I call it, it is the the source of the energy of love so the names are are irrelevant what matters is that you know that it is there yeah and and you know i'd like to go even a bit further i said i that that we are all that is all it's a piece of divinity in all of us absolutely so because we are living because we're breathing uh you know we have this uh soul in us <laughs> which is it's the Holy Spirit, and and sometimes it's it's like, you know, it's in all of us, and it's it's like a diamond, and sometimes it's uh, covered, you know, with with dirt and with carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and we just you know need to rediscover it, but yeah, we are created in the image of, you know, of God creator of uh, even more med but how, however you want to say it but there is this spark of light in us right yes absolutely absolutely that that has been definitely part of of the journey for me was when you know i grew up catholic and i was i heard that I was made in the image of god but yet i was taught that i was a sinner that i was you know, dirty, that I, I wasn't, you know, good enough. I wasn't, I had to repent for my sins and all of those things. And as, as I grew older, I definitely wanted nothing to do with that God because that was a fickle God, in my opinion, mm -hmm. you know, it changed its mind depending on like Santa Claus, was I good or, you know, naughty or nice. And I didn't <laughs> want a relationship with a God that changed its mind. And that's when I, I, I totally left the church for, for a very long time. And it wasn't until I had children that then I felt guilty that I was raising them without some kind of religion. 
and started going to non-denominational churches. But one thing that made a huge shift for me after I started down my spiritual path is I read again somewhere that I was made in the image of God. And then I wanted to know what is God really? Because I wanted to be clear about what God was because I knew that the image of God that I had been taught didn't leave me feeling too close to God, didn't leave me wanting to know God. And then something inside of me said, no, that God that is the real God that's infinite beyond anything you can imagine is a loving God. And then I wanted to know its image. And that sent me on my journey to get to know God. Tell me about your journey getting to know God. Well, I feel that actually I, I am... Um... I am the Bible. I am the image that people don't see. I mean, that's what I am praying for, that uh, I I can live this. And, you know, I uh, have actually been like, I've been in India. And in India, I worked with lots of different religions. And, and I did not go to a church because uh, I wanted to show that uh, spirituality is all-encompassing. And I, I do believe that uh, we all, no matter what, I mean, in, in, uh, when, when, we, when we keep things to the extreme, to, we, we all believe in the same God. It's just very, you know, very different. Uh, we, you know, we, we put different uh, colorings on it. And yes, we teach, uh, even our children, I mean, we teach them baloney. Right? <laughs> 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 and, and I mean, I mean, it's so sick because God, I mean, God, as, as you said, God is all loving. And God, you know, even if you yourself do not, uh, you know, believe God. It doesn't matter because God just is. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so I just think that um, it is so amazing. So spirituality, I think, would be. Uh, I would say that that's the most important thing in my life. Um, having this relationship, and I feel that if I. You know, I, I have to love love your neighbor as yourself. So oh, yeah. I have to love myself. And how can I do this? By realizing how perfect I am. Yeah. And, you know, and, and what, how, yeah, we are created so perfect. And then I think that the world educates it out of us. Oh, I totally agree. Our I... perfectionism, right? And then yeah. when we get older then we won't live again. <laughs> <laughs> because it never leaves us. Exactly. It gets it covered up. That's it's, why it's it's a diamond. That yeah. diamond that, that is just uh, waiting to be rediscovered. That, yeah. uh, you know, and, and so that's really, I, I think, our life journey is to, to do this and to realize who we are. And yeah. we are beautiful you know, we, we are beautiful beyond 
conception. <laughs> yes, because when we come to know, at least it was for me, when I came to recognize God as this, the presence of pure love, absolutely pure, that there's no way to describe that love because it's, you can't name it. You can't, you can't describe it. You feel it. And right. when I began to feel that love that God has for me, I began to realize that I could have that same love for others. And that what you're talking about, love your neighbor as yourself, that was a big part of this journey. I had to begin to, to accept that that love that I knew God had for me, I had it. And that I'm a student of A Course in Miracles. And The Course in Miracles says giving and receiving are one. So when I began to realize that I could give this kind of unconditional love to others, to my neighbors, I began to really receive the movement of that energy that allowed me to come more closely to know who I really am as an expression of the divine, as the image of God. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yes, and, and it, this is so exciting because Once, once we get to see this view, right, then amazing things are happening. And I, you know, uh, I, I am so grateful for like every day that I have and, and for little things, you know, I, uh, that I see like, like how trees, I was watching trees come out or, you know, uh, watching <laughs> a bird or, or anything. I mean, no matter what it is in life and, uh, You know, which just reminds me that even when I was in school, in primary, well, in secondary school, I remember sitting down, looking at all these kids and giving thanks yeah. for God to create such amazing beings. And uh, so I, I am just, I, I think I, I'm, I'm perfecting that. Uh, on my journey and and I'm realizing like like how important faith is yeah tell me uh, about that tell me about uh why is it important how did you come to realize how important it is well because faith is you know to believe in something that isn't really there yet or at least that that has not manifested in in our way <laughs> And uh, so I believe that everything is possible. I mean, I've had, I mean, the most incredible things. For example, for example, so I'm in Indonesia. And I see, I'm, I'm overlooking this, this, this big meeting place. And I see a guy who treated what I thought his wife not very nice. And, and I didn't know what, <laughs> what to do. So I prayed and I said, okay, But, you know, I, I, I just want to pray for this situation, right? And so I actually went up to this table. I introduced myself and, you know, and, and was just, just talking because I said, well, this man needed some, you know, something. <laughs> and then my friend, one of my friends comes and sits down at the same table. And we have the most amazing conversation and, <laughs> and, and it was just all oh, like and, and this kind of stuff happens to me 
all the time. And so my prayer was literally answered in less than a minute. <laughs> and and so when whenever I'm faced with situations, I just pray and say, look, I, I, I cannot do this. Uh, you know, I, I pray for you. Uh, another experience that was like a personal experience was that uh, my daughter, while I was in India, she suffered with a uh, serious bout of this depression. Mm. There was nothing I could do for her, except I could be open to take her phone calls, which arrived in India in the middle of the night. And I, I, I just prayed and, and I would that, uh, you know, that uh, I, I, I said, you know, there's nothing that I can do, but I will thank you, God, universe, or any, any, anything you want to say that after this, a wonderful, strong young, young woman is, is coming out. And this is exactly what happened. <laughs> so a, a lot of things like, like, you know, you know that they are going to happen. <laughs> yes, that, that faith is so, so, so powerful. Share, share with our audience, what are some of the, the teachings, the teachers that helped you um, move down your path so that you could become more and more clear of the truth of who you are as made in the image of God, as being a loving being? Well, you know, it, um, I mean, I, I would say right now, I, I'm seeing that everything that happened to me in life uh, made me who I am. And uh, so I am starting uh, to give thanks for everything, even for the negative. Oh, yes, totally. Because I have been actually, I, I have been bullied okay, for years because, <laughs> because of my size. Right? And uh, so I now can embrace that because now I can say to other people, hey, one of my mission is to make you feel tall. <laughs> 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 I love that. I love that. That is that is so beautiful. So you you just learn to turn those things around and, uh, and yes, it, it's it, you know some you know it's it's accepting your shadow, and I also know that you know that um, the saying you know the new the new strength power that we have is our vulnerability. Mm -hmm to really be vulnerable and, and to share what has really happened to us. And maybe some people don't have to go through the same story that, you know, that we're going, they, they could save some of the pain. Um, the other thing I want to say, it would say was one of my thing was, uh, I, I had to decide uh, when I was really pull it, pull it. And, and this has went on for years. Because I didn't grow, you know? <laughs> uh, and I have to decide. Okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to be Teflon, like Teflon coated, and let everything just run out of, run, run off? Or am I going to have feelings? And even if it hurts, it still means that I'm human. Mm -hmm. And so I decided for 
for feeling for feeling my life <laughs> <laughs> yes we definitely learn to desensitize ourselves when we create stories when we create an identity of you know poor me they don't like me because of you know they're bullying me or they they picking on me or whatever it might be yeah it's ex exactly right and you know what if we say poor me then we are actually giving our power away yes yes and like you were saying you've been bullied so how did you find your courage i heard you you became more transparent um you you became vulnerable to sharing uh, well it you know it, it was a journey i i i could not say one point or this it's, it's just i i feel like it's my life is a journey and then it's opening up and opening up and opening up and opening up and 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 it it means actually you know maybe i can say that uh we i had to um come up with an image for my life and the image that i came up with was a small sapling tree <laughs> with the potential of growing up and providing shade and life to <laughs> many beings and you know that is still so true it's still true that you know the tree the stem the stem which is my uh connectedness my uh grounding and then just just uh blossoms yes i love i want to share with you a, a mutual friend of ours angie uh just posted that you are a giant spirit so she has experienced clearly being underneath that beautiful <laughs> image of you as a as a loving tree providing uh shade and comfort and so tell me when you as you said, you know, in this human journey, um, it's it's a it's a journey all the way through. When you get out of alignment, what do you use to bring you back into alignment? Is it that that metaphor of being a tree, grounding yourself? Oh well, you know, I I wished I could say <laughs> that I could also come back. I uh, I mean, just just went through something yesterday. Uh, I was supposed to. Uh, do a book chapter, right? And I was supposed to uh, hand it in, and there was a, a deadline. And I thought, well, I had finished mine on Wednesday uh, because I didn't want to get in the last minute rush, right? Uh, but the readers, the people who had to read them, they didn't read it till it came down to, to the deadline, right? And so I was really tense. Right. I, I mean, even so, and I said, Brigitte, you're not, I mean, that, that's, that's not real. I mean, it's just <laughs> going to happen. And, and so I, I, I just prayed and said, you know, I oh got, okay, uh, it is going to happen. But I still had these, like, like I, I went crazy kind of because <laughs> I said, well, you know, here you are, here I am, uh, getting something ready, wanting to prevent. <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, uh. So, so I am not, you know, just, just, I, I am, I am not that perfect, but yes, I, when I, I come down, I, I sit, I go for walks uh, and I, uh, I, I sit in nature. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, like, nature is just, just really amazing yeah, to me. Uh, 
It is. Tell me about that. Tell me what, what happens for you in nature. Oh, uh, can I tell you something else first? Of another yes, another story which, which became, I talk about, it became uh, actually uh, very, very important in my life and it became my image for ministry because, you know, I have had a congregation um, and uh, I uh, I actually was um, also involved in uh, missionary work in Cambodia. Okay. And... Um, I mean, amazing things happened in Cambodia, but also amazing things happened that uh, up to three million people were killed, right? And uh, I, I had just gone through this museum, uh, and and I just I just could I mean I, I was just literally uh, I, I was so disturbed, mm-hmm. uh, and and actually one of the hardest things that happened to me was that uh, a, a group of uh, Christians, young Christians came up to me in this museum, okay, in this museum, and they asked me to pray for them. <laughs> and I thought, whoa, you guys need to pray for me. How, I, you know, what, what do I have to offer to pray for you? But anyway, the experience of seeing all these, these places was like horrendous. Mm. And... Uh, so we had a driver, and the driver was driving by a huge uh, pond with lotus flowers. And I asked him to stop. And I got out of the car. And, you know, these lotus flowers, they bloom in the midst of dirt. Of mud, yeah. Of mud, exactly. Yeah. And they are incredibly beautiful, but they close up when the sun is too hot, when when the climate is not right for them, they just close up. So um, my uh, thing was, okay, to be, um, to allow space for people yeah. to bloom uh, in the midst of where they are. Yeah. And and what was so transforma- transformational for me when when I when we stopped at at this moment, because there were so many, so many flowers, so many mm-hmm. um, lotus flowers, there was no way to count it, and and I thought this is like a how how human life is, I mean it's it's one life and it's beautiful, and if if it you know, if it can bloom, I mean, this is what every person has come to earth on, and a mission is to bloom. Yes. Uh, so, so it is so... Regardless of the circumstances, we're exactly supposed to bloom. In the mud. Yes. In the mud. And and we are, I mean, as, as, as healers, as, we, we are called to make blooming possible <laughs> in spite of everything and this but just just you know just make it possible and to me now i am uh, so grateful that i am at the point where i i really uh, can reach out to most people you know and, and and just love people and it doesn't matter where they're from what they're looking yeah. like what, whatever i i have this gift of connecting. 
Yes, you, you, your your presence is so lovely and so so gentle and so sweet. That's what um, Angie was saying. That you exude love. You are a very very loving being. Tell me a little bit about how, how when you connect with people, what is it that you typically are inspired to do? Well, to, be, uh, to say. Yeah, yeah, let's get back to uh, my, uh, what I am doing, my ministry is laughter. Okay. I am actually the laughter liberator who pioneers the laughter lifestyle. Because, ah, I love that. Because, yeah, I, I believe, you know, we are all born laughing, right? But <laughs> the first developmental milestone for a baby is what? Is laughter. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a smile. The we smile. are all waiting for the smile. Yes. And the smile is so beautiful. It melts all this, you know, how much work it was and us. Everything we be just we just and then these kids, you know, they, they go on. I had the privilege of uh, watching my uh, grandson from newborn to four, to one year old. So oh. I, I, I just got to experience experience it and talk about the wonders uh, so but anyway kids then they continue laughing and laughing and laughing and they laugh up to how many times a day do you think oh I would say thousands of times a day. yeah they, they laugh many many times it's it's a hundred three four hundreds yes they laugh now yeah. go back to us how many times do you think grown-ups laugh oh most of us are taught we have to be serious, otherwise we're not being adult enough. Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. And and uh, I am what I am about is saying, well, how important laughter is because to me, laughter is a divine gift. Oh, yeah. and laughter comes from our soul. It talks to our soul. So uh, I uh, teach people to laugh without <laughs> relying on jokes, humor, or comedy which is fine but you know sometimes we don't feel like that and sometimes that's not so funny and we can just decide to laugh ourselves yeah and this is this is a connection for me the connection and uh when whenever i i've done a lot of uh, i can't even count how many uh also presentations i did also on stage and people <laughs> <laughs> they come up to me, they come up to me and um, they tell me, oh, this is the best presentation uh, of everything. Uh, and uh, of course, people, they get happy. They feel their happiness. Yes. I mean, you do you know a room with three, four, five hundred people? Or I even had a room with uh, more than a thousand people. <laughs> I have enough energy laughing together. Oh, and I mean, amazing. that is just, you know, you cannot, you cannot compare that to anything. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So let's, uh, let's talk about laughter. Let's talk about laughter. Yes. <laughs> so what, for me, it became very, uh, very, very obvious that when I was laughing, I was actually the most connected to God. I could feel that my laughter was an expression of God's joy in me showing up and being 
blooming, having expressed myself exactly as God wanted me to in that moment. Yes. So for me, laughter and godliness are, are one and the same. That my happiness, Course in Miracles says that our purpose, God gave us one purpose, and that purpose is to be happy. So the joy, the laughter goes with it. And that that aligns me for sure with yes. my center. Tell me about um, your your laughter practice. Let's give the audience some examples of how you work that laughter magic well, okay. in your life. Okay, now let's let's just laugh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun and easy to laugh with you. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so so I I do uh, laughter exercises, laughter classes. I do uh, just things to just because uh, you know because our body we can actually laugh and we get so many so many benefits um and i've just been writing about those in uh, in in my book and and i can mention some but see our body uh, doesn't care if the laughter is real or if it's fake because the benefits are still the same and uh, so uh, we can laugh anytime and we have that with us. Now, um, there are like, do you know that we cannot be stressed when we're laughing? <laughs> yeah. So all the stress, I mean, this is an immediate, immediate, immediate stress relief. 90% of all our diseases or more are stress related, right? No. I so, know. <laughs> and if we if we can laugh about something, it's it has lost its power over us. Yes, I totally agree with that. When my kids were little, and they would get all angry and upset, I would go tickle them, and you know, I would we would talk about what made them angry and and upset so they could express that. But we would add the tickle part in there, and if they saw me being sad or or upset they would come up to me and mommy mommy I want to tickle you, tickle you. <laughs> so it became it became a very lighthearted way for us to process whatever was happening it just created a space of joy and for unpacking whatever was uncomfortable and and it's really funny because we we can look at each other and we can smile at each other when one of us might be in a in a tough space and and it's as if we are given permission to, to let whatever is happening be be okay and know that the laughter is always available even if we have to give permission for the sadness or the anger or the judgment to 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 be there and that to me was always always part of growing up knowing that laughter was yeah. permitted it's it's cool yeah because uh, this is what I actually call myself a joy partner. <laughs> a creative um, and inspirational joy partner who helps her clients, uh, who guides her clients through um, solutions, joyful, fun uh, solutions to uh, find a way to themselves, to, be, to reconnect with themselves. Because that's, that's it. We all need to find that little child in us because it is, as we talked earlier, it is in us and you know we all know how to laugh 
when I was in India, uh, I, I was asked to speak at a college. And so I did my thing, right? And afterwards, a professor just talked in, in front of all his colleagues. I mean, uh, he said, this is the first time in 10 years that I have been laughing. Oh, wow. 10 years. Oh, my I mean, gosh. Can you imagine a life for 10 years without laughter? Yeah. So uh, laughter, you know, if we can give ourselves permission to be silly and to laugh, because, yes, we were told what we said before, oh, laugh, you were so serious, you know, <laughs> and laughter is, you know, superficial, laughter is whatever. Yeah, it's oh. childish. You know, it's, you know, right, childish, but we want to be like children. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I write newsletters every week and the newsletter that's going out tomorrow, it, the title of it is be, uh, we have to be as children to enter the kingdom of heaven. And my whole article is about that is about reconnecting with that joyful innocence that is, that is natural inside of us. So you were talking about uh, you work with with clients. You're their their joy partner. So let me put up here your email address. So if anybody wanted to connect with you, uh, to, obviously they can connect through Facebook. But also this is a, a podcast, and people won't be able to see. It, it doesn't show up on Facebook. So if somebody doesn't have Facebook to be able to reach Birgitta, you can send her an email. Let me spell out her name. Uh, it's Birgitta Keen. Yeah, that is, it, is that, did you spell it with, with two eyes? Or is it just one? No, so it's one. Two, two, two eyes. eyes, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, B, uh, yes. Let, do you want to go ahead and you spell no, no, it out? No, no, you go ahead. Because no. <laughs> I have a strong X. <laughs> okay, that's okay. So if you want to reach her and you're listening to this podcast, it is spelled B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E-K-E-A-N-E at gmail.com, Keen at gmail.com. So Birgitta, tell me about your your laughter practice and, and your teachings, your work. Tell me tell me about that. How can well, you, as I said, think? there is a variety of things that yeah. I do. I, uh, I, I can work uh, at big meetings and I am, um, you know, the uh, when, when people get really tired and exhausted for a conference right after after meals, I, I, I can energize a big crowd of people. <laughs> uh, I, um, well, I, I work with people one to one. Uh, I, I have, uh, well, I used to do groups. Uh, where we, that was interactive, uh, where, you know, people, where, where I, I actually led people in uh, certain exercises and uh, then talked about, and, and then we had a meditation, a laughter meditation. Uh, I have been doing a uh, laughter-thon, oh, uh, which is a 21 days of, of laughing three times a day. Fun. Uh, and I'm going to do more things in uh, my Facebook group. That's the Laughter Lounge. Um, so uh, you can uh, hear me on that. And I also want to uh, also start a podcast. <laughs> well, I hope that you can be one of my guests. Uh, that is from in the within the Laughter Lounge. 
<laughs> and uh, we are, you know, talking about, yes, how, you know, what do we need, how, what, how, how, how do we survive in times like that, in challenges, because, you know, our strength is on our inside. Mm -hmm. and a lot of things happen on the outside and when something happens we can you <laughs> can be so sad you know? oh. or we can just <laughs> laugh about it. but we have to deal with them anyway yeah yeah let, so let, it's let, the attitude absolutely we... let's talk about that right now in the middle of we're in the middle of a pandemic what what would be your recommendation to somebody who has never heard of laughter yoga or does, or maybe they've heard it, but they don't realize the, the benefits of it. In, during a pandemic, how could people use laughter to be able to, to navigate this? Uh, you, you know, it's, it's really funny because um, I actually am thinking it would be really fun to spread a pandemic of laughter. I love that. <laughs> Let's do it. A laughter pandemic. Sign me up. <laughs> I want to catch that. <laughs> okay, well, we will definitely be in touch. But I think it's it's just uh, realizing. I mean, just just doing. I I actually have with with friends. I I do uh, every every day. We do some laughter together uh, for fifteen minutes because. You know, uh, 10 minutes, 10 minutes of laughter, belly laughter is as much as half an hour of any other exercise, any other aerobic exercise. Oh, so, wow. so can you imagine then uh, laughter, <laughs> you know, there are the many benefits for, you know, all, all levels of us that there are benefits. And if you can just see, you know, to, to just uh, look at, at things and, and just to laugh. You can just go with little. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and just uh, at this up because, uh, oh, the other thing I am working on, it's not there because it, it seemed, well, it, it used to be easy, I'm told, is a laughter ringtone. Oh, okay. So when your phone rings, then you yes. hear laughter. And then you have to laugh and smile. Then that puts you in good mood. And then it actually is a benefit to the person you're talking to, right? I love that. I love that. Get that laughter ringtone out there. Well, listen, we are. Uh, yes. And it's, it's just, I've been working on that. You know, there was a time when, uh, when Apple, Mac, when, when they supported this. But now, believe it or not, it's, I have not found anybody yet who is able to uh, to create a ringtone oh, or okay. I mean somebody gifted me a ringtone but it took us about like a many it, it took us hours to get it on my phone huh. uh, so we are I am I'm working on that but that is I think would be the like anybody could benefit from that yes I love that I love that <laughs> Well, I, this has just been such a delightful conversation. Now we're here at one o'clock. So I want you to have an opportunity to share, leave the audience with one, one suggestion, one, one nugget of wisdom. Is that, oh, that, that you are important. You count 
because the world couldn't be wouldn't be the same without you. You are unique and you have all these gifts that nobody else has. So uh, I just, you know, just just discover yourself and just be that little child and, and laugh because you're so important. And actually, uh, God needs you, our nature, our world needs you. And uh, so I, I hope that you can uh, can see that, you can understand that and practice laughing and look me up. And actually, you don't even have to go to me. There's a lot of other people too who, who are spreading <laughs> laughter. It's actually, I have to tell you, it started in 1995. There is a movement started with laughter yoga in 1995 with five people. Mm. Now it is in more than 60 countries. Wow. More than 60 countries all over the world. The power of laughter. Yes, and we need to rediscover laughter. So help me to rediscover laughter. <laughs> That's my thing. Help me to rediscover laughter because we all have grown up with laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. It is. So what do we do with it? <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we haven't even looked at this medicine, right? <laughs> so, Laughter is still the best medicine, my uh, friends. And I am so glad I got to talk to you today. Me and too. In, like, now I am so glad. Thank you Absolutely. for inviting Absolutely. me. This was a joy. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And let me just say thank you to the, uh, the audience, those of you who were with us. And I'm so glad, Angie, that you had a joy-filled lunch break. I'm glad that we were able to do that. Um, spend the, uh, the, that hour with you. So thank you to all of you who come and listen to Align with Lina. Next week on Monday at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, my guest will be David McLeod. I had the pleasure of meeting him quite a few years ago. We were both speakers at an event with uh, Neil Donald Walsh, and that's how we met. So it was a lot of fun. And he is a, a coach. He is a a fabulous teacher that loves to empower men to own their authenticity. And he is, he is a delightful man. So join me next Monday for that in on Align with Lina. And then go to my website, linaorlando.com, and download your, your free masterclass. It's called The Soul's Journey. It gives you the six phases that we go through from conception to enlightenment to do what Brigitte and I were uh, sharing. We To see how do we lose our, our childlike sense of joy and innocence and the steps to go back and reclaim that and activate that so that you can have a joy-filled life because med or laughter is the best medicine. Thank you so much, Brigida. It was a pleasure having you here and thank you to our audience. So we will sign off and we will see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>